Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning, Real Presence Live listeners. This is Nick Medelsky, the Listener Relationship Coordinator here in the Rochester, Minnesota area. Broadcasting live from southern Minnesota, we have some very exciting guests to talk to today, um, and I will mention them as we get closer to <laughs> to them. Um, but first, let's start, as we should begin all things in life, with prayer. And I know usually when I host, I start with the uh, prayer to the Holy Spirit uh, from the Byzantine tradition, but I thought since our first guest today will be talking about a very special Marian shrine here in the United States... I thought we would begin with a prayer to the Blessed Mother. And this is one written by St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, hopefully you know who St. Thomas Aquinas is. Very very famous saint in the uh, tradition of the Church. So this is his prayer of dedication to Mary. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Virgin full of goodness, Mother of mercy, I entrust to you my body and my soul, my thoughts and my actions, my life and my death. My queen, come to my aid and deliver me from the snares of the devil. Obtain for me the grace of loving my Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, with a true and perfect love, and after him, O Mary, of loving you with all my heart and above all things. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. Uh, As I said, very exciting show today. Uh, We have all kinds of um, exciting guests coming up this morning, including... Father John Broussard uh, from the Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help in Champaign, Wisconsin. Uh, John Kahns, uh, who's been on with us before. Jim Kopecki, uh, who's going to tell us about an exciting uh, pilgrimage destination in northern Minnesota. And finally, Father Nick Nelson uh, from Our Lady Queen of Peace, uh, also in um, more northern area of Minnesota, will be joining us to talk about the feast day celebration coming up at his parish. So all kinds of exciting things today. And as I said, uh, quite a few Marian things to talk about this morning. If you're not familiar with the Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help in Champion, Wisconsin, it is the only approved Marian apparition site in the United States. It actually happened back in the 19th century. I first became aware of it, uh, actually... Uh, I kind of laughed because it came up on the uh, the assignment sheet for uh, guests today and topics to talk about uh, without me mentioning anything beforehand. Uh, my wife and I actually visited the first time seven years ago on this very date. Uh, so kind of an interesting coincidence there. We visited as part of our honeymoon, uh, providentially enough, uh, just to ask Mary's blessings on our marriage as we started down that path and things have been pretty good so uh (laughs) a hearty endorsement uh for the uh national shrine of our lady of good help at least on that front uh so father john broussard uh is a father of mercy and uh father john welcome to the program thank you very much for having me 
Now, uh, before we get into more of the details on the National Shrine, you are the director of the National Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help in Champion, Wisconsin, which is just outside of Green Bay. Uh, for those who aren't familiar and haven't had a chance to visit yet, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yes, absolutely. So, um, as you said, my name is Father John Broussard. I'm the the rector here at the Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help. Uh, I've been out here in Green Bay, Wisconsin, serving at the Shrine for about six years now, um, and I've been with the Fathers of Mercy for well over 15 years. And uh, it, this has been one of my first assignments as a priest, so it's been a it's been a wonderful um, a wonderful way to minister and to, to exercise uh, devotion to our Blessed Mother out here. Wow! So from from Texas to Wisconsin. How was that uh, transition? <laughs> That's true, yes. I grew up in uh, just north of Houston, and I uh, grew up on a small ranch uh, in, in Texas, and uh, felt the call to the priesthood very early on, and uh, uh, looked into the Fathers of Mercy after my first year of college, and uh, they they took me in, they sent me to seminary, and uh, uh, the rest is history, they say. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you for answering that call. Um, it's uh, especially a unique vocation as a father of mercy. Just, I know we want to get into uh, discussing the shrine a little bit more in detail, but for those of our listeners who aren't familiar, what's sort of the, the charism of the fathers of mercy? Uh, so, yes, our, our charism is preaching parish missions and retreats. We travel the country, in some cases the world, uh, going to different parishes and uh, helping to boost the faith and spread catechesis within the faith. And then uh, another primary aspect of the, of that uh, apostolate is we hear confessions. So we um, definitely part of our work is um, exercising the sacrament of confession for those who um, for those who would like to come. So uh, that's a big part of our ministry here at the shrine of Our Lady, and uh, also for our community on the road, um, preaching and hearing confessions, and so. We've been doing that since 1808. Our community was founded in 1808 by Father Jean-Baptiste Rosan in France. And then shortly after the turn of the 20th century, we ended up moving over here to the United States, and now we're only in the United States uh, mm. uh, preaching parish missions and retreats. Well, the United States is, uh, is a country that can use plenty of uh, rich parish retreats and uh, confessions, so it's, it's a good thing that the Fathers of Mercy are here. And uh, some people might recognize the Fathers of Mercy. These are very popular um, examination of conscience uh, brochure uh, that's often outside confessionals. So you may have seen their name before. Um, the Fathers of Mercy and uh, just uh, a wonderful apostolate, especially in our day and age, to be uh, spreading, um, I don't know if devotion is the right word, but, you know, the practice of confession and frequent good confessions. So Absolutely. Wonderful ministry. Um, so th thank you for sharing for, with that, about that with us uh, for a little bit here. Uh, now back to the shrine. Could you tell us a little bit about the history of the sh shrine as well as uh, Adele? Absolutely. Uh, so the, the Adele Bryce uh, is a, uh, was a Belgian peasant who came over here to the United States with her family when, when she was still a very young woman, about uh, 19 years old she, when, when she came over here. And uh, she was very pious, very devout, uh, and loved our Lord and Our Lady very much. As a matter of fact, when she was a young girl about to make her first Holy Communion, she and her friend made a promise to Jesus and Mary that 
she would become a religious sister, and she wanted to work in the foreign missions uh, uh, out there in Belgium. Uh, but, of course, uh, the Lord had other plans for her uh, in terms of her coming over here to the United States and uh, working with her family and trying to establish a life here for her family. And um, in on uh, October 9th, 1859, our lady appeared to Adele Bryce, and she told her, she gave her a very, very simple message telling her to teach the children what they need to know for salvation, uh, teach them their catechism. And she very beautifully, in, a, in sort of a very simple uh, but very profound way, instructed Adele to teach the children to sign themselves with the sign of the cross, how to approach the sacraments, and to teach them their catechism. Uh, I, I love the simplicity of that message, mm. you know, something as simple as signing yourself with the sign of the cross, something that we all take for granted, but there's much theology and devotion that can be found in something so simple as that. So that's what Our Lady instructed Adele to do, is, is to teach the children around here, uh, both physical children and also spiritual children, mm-hmm. um, teach them the simplicity and the beauty of the faith. And so that's what Adele did. She took this message from Our Lady, and she, uh, with great zeal, began this ministry of going around and teaching anyone who would allow her to. Eventually, all of that traveling and uh, teaching and working, it became too much for her to do by herself, so she centralized here on these grounds where the chapel was built over the apparition site itself, and she built a school here in addition to the chapel, and uh, eventually children began coming here, uh, a little boarding school in this area, uh, for Adele to teach the children what they needed to know. And so Adele did that for the rest of her life, living here and teaching the children. Eventually, uh, a, a religious community of sisters, the Franciscan sisters, um, uh, Bay Settlement sisters, came in and took over the, sh- the, the, the shrine and the school, and then once they, once they moved on, um, it was no longer a school and, and now primarily functions as a shrine and a, uh, a place of Marian devotion and a place uh, to receive your sacraments. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so when uh, people hear the phrase, uh, church-approved Marian apparition, what does that all entail? Yes, so uh, the uh, oftentimes when people hear church-approved, they think that that approval comes you know, all the way down from Rome and you know, the Vatican does this investigation and things like that. But, but in reality, uh, approval for things like this, um, approval for Marian apparitions, it actually comes from the diocesan bishop. And so the diocesan bishop, he, he runs a formal investigation into the apparitions themselves, and he has several uh, theologians and experts who come in and make sure that there's, there's nothing contrary to the faith, there's nothing contradictory to Catholic theology within the message themselves. You know, they look at, you know, did Adele Bryce live a holy life? Did she, did she try to exemplify the virtues uh, of our Blessed Mother? Is she someone, you know, worthy of imitation? Uh, and then they write their reports and give that to the bishop, and the, the bishop uh, can make his decision, and then he does submit his decision and his reports to Rome just to make sure that they have no problem with it. And then once they give their... Uh, 
their final okay, that he can approve it if he wants to, uh, then the, the diocesan bishop moves forward with um, giving a, a official approval um, of the the apparition that took place. Um, the expression is is that it's it is of worthy of belief. Something supernatural happened here, so we declare it worthy of belief. You don't have to believe it, but it is worthy of belief that Our Lady appeared here and uh, instructed Adele. Uh, on her mission. So that's what we mean when we, we say uh, the, the apparition here has received official church approval. Thank you for uh, explaining that part, because I think uh, that, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of, um, I don't know, co- uh, complexity to it, um, right. that using that term, and I don't think people uh, necessarily understand it completely, so that's, uh, thank you for sharing that, uh, especially because uh, this shrine is the only church-approved Marian apparition here in the United States, uh, so it really is unique in that respect. Um, also kind of unique are some of the uh, miracles associated with the site. Could you just uh, sketch out a few of those for us and our listeners? Absolutely. So very early on, um, after the chapel was established and uh, the local people around here began um you know, more and more becoming familiar with this place of devotion to our Blessed Mother, miracles started to happen. Healing, uh, there's down in the crypt church, down in the little our little apparition oratory underneath the main sanctuary, we have uh, a little section on the wall where there's all these crutches and canes and things that people have left as mementos of their healing that they received when they came to the shrine. Uh, of course, the most famous miracle is probably the miraculous preservation of the shrine from the Peshtigo Fire uh, in 1871, when a great fire uh, from Peshtigo, Wisconsin, swept through this area, burned over a million acres of land, and the townsfolk came and prayed at this at this shrine, and uh, Our Lady perfectly preserved the five acres of uh, this um, site from the devastation of the fire. So that really spoke to the authenticity of the apparition and to Our Lady's uh, love and protection over this place. Beautiful, beautiful. And that uh, Peshtigo fire happened the same day as the Chicago fire that some people might be more familiar with. Right. Uh, But that fire there in Peshtigo was actually more uh, devastating as far as the area as well as the loss of lives. Exactly. Uh, So it really is miraculous that this shrine was preserved and in fact if you look at maps online the fire really kind of uh, formed a ring uh, around that area you know so it really Indeed. is yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, really is a miracle and speaks to the miraculous nature of the shrine of our lady of good health uh, we'll have to head into a break right here after we come back we'll talk a little bit about uh, the shrine itself visiting what sort of things you can see um, and uh what makes the shrine unique out of all the Marian shrines here in the United States. Uh, Thanks for staying with us. We'll see you on the other side of the break here on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA, or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701 2904503 Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back and thank you for staying with us this morning on Real Presence Live. A beautiful Wednesday morning here in southern Minnesota. Uh, joined on the phone today by Father John Broussard, a Father of Mercy, and also the rector of the Shrine National Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help in Champion, Wisconsin. Uh, before the break, we talked a little bit about the history of the shrine. Uh, now, uh, let's kind of transition towards talking more about what people can ex- expect uh, when they visit the shrine. What sorts of things are there? Uh, well, what sorts of... Um, activities, things like that. So, you know, right off the bat, when, when someone says, you know, what can you expect to find at the shrine, uh, the first thing that always comes to mind is, is what everybody says uh, when they come here, uh, which is that they just find the sense of peace. Um, they, 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 we're, we're very rural out here. Um, it's definitely the countryside out here still. You know, there's not a lot of development. Um, you you ha- kind of have to go out of your way a little bit to get here. And so when you when you make your way out here to the shrine and you see the ground, um, that's definitely, I think, the first thing that strikes the most is just that sense of peace and that sense of, of quiet with our Lord and Our Lady. Uh, one of the things that we try to offer uh, when people come is uh, this access to the sacraments, particularly Holy Mass and uh, confession. So we offer confession uh, 
twice a day, every day, uh, a scheduled time, and then a third time after our 11 o'clock mass. Uh, so people have, we make sure people have the opportunity to go. Uh, and then uh, in addition to, to that sacramental life, which we try to keep very strong here, uh, we have uh, opportunities for devotion. You know, we have a rosary walk in the back, Stations of the Cross in the back. We have several uh, uh, little grottos that people can visit, you know, grottos to Our, our Lady of Fatima, uh, Our Lady of Lourdes, and, and just to sort of take that time to soak in the, the, the whole Marian experience. And then, of course, uh, our uh, sort of our main um, aspect of the, of the shrine itself is what we call our apparition oratory. It's a, it's a small... Um, underground room that uh, is very close to the place where Our Lady ap- appeared to Adele herself. And so it's very quiet, it's very small, it's very intimate. Um, we have a, a reliquary down there where many relics of saints and things people can, can go and venerate the relics of saints and just experience that, that quiet time with our Blessed Mother uh, the way that uh, we believe she intended, you know, to for this place to be, to be that place of encounter. And I have to absolutely agree on it being, uh, on just that sense of peace mm-hmm. when you're there. Uh, it was, uh, it sounds like a contradiction in terms, but almost an overwhelming peace right, right. of spirit uh, the, when I've visited there. And you're right, it's it's rural. You know, some of these other uh, Marian apparition sites, the more you know, famous ones in Europe, Lords right. and Fatima, there's, you know, quite the bit of uh, development that's gone on around them. Whereas Champion is really kind of uh, off on its own. Uh, my wife loved going there because she thought it, uh, she grew up in uh, northwestern Iowa on a farm. And so it was so cool for her to see a Marian apparition site that has corn growing on one side <laughs> and then a little vegetable stand on the other <laughs> side, right. um, which is so thoroughly american right Right. um that americana experience so such a cool thing and uh uh, you know uh such a cool place uh for our lady to have appeared uh really to inspire not only adele uh but all those who are able to visit that shrine absolutely yeah Uh, one of our favorite aspects of it is just it's 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 quiet nature and we work really hard to to keep that uh that alive you know that 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 whole feel of uh, you know, not allowing it to become overly commercialized. Beautiful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, so I think we we've kind of covered it at this point. Uh, but <laughs> uh, but uh, what makes this shrine uh, so unique, uh, other than what we've already mentioned? So uh, you, you know, when we talk about the major Marian apparition sites around the world, you know, Our Lady of Guadalupe or our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady of Lourdes, there's, there's very much a, um, uh, a universal kind of worldwide appeal and message um, that you can find there. And not that you can't find that here, but I think that the simplicity of the message here um, does make it somewhat unique in that regard. It's a, it, our, our Lady um, really spoke to the the simplicity of the faith, the beauty of the faith, and uh, how it, it's something that is accessible um, to those who are, are searching for it. And so uh, I think one of the things that, that makes this shrine 
somewhat unique and uh, certainly uh, special is, is that aspect of it, that it doesn't quite have, you know, you go to Lourdes, you go to Fatima, and um, there's this um, there's this this bigness about it, you know, there's just mm. this, 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 this large appeal to it um, that you don't necessarily feel here, and so the people that come here, um, that uh, is very appealing because it it's, it's much more intimate, it's much more uh, of a personal experience that uh, that you can uh, gain by coming here. Now, we get about 200,000 pilgrims a year, which is a very good number, but uh, at the same time, it still feel, feels very uh, one-on-one with Jesus and Mary. Beautiful, beautiful. And uh, earlier you had mentioned, obviously, confession and Mass are offered regularly mm-hmm. uh, there at the Shrine. What other sorts of uh, big events uh, are held at the Shrine? So, so our biggest event uh, that we hold, uh, actually what we what we just had last Sunday, our August 15th, the Solemnity of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, this was Adele Bryce's favorite feast day of the year, and uh, she always celebrated it with great solemnity, and that's really carried on in the tradition of this place, such that we get, um, we get uh, that's one kind of one of the one days, a uh, day of the year, that we get re- really large crowds. We'll get uh, upwards of 3,000 people that day, um, uh, where people come out and they celebrate a, a Eucharistic rosary procession with the bishop. Um, we have a special mass that day. And uh, just throughout the day, there's um, there, it, there's opportunities for enrollment in the scapular and things like that. So that's probably our biggest event of the year. And then uh, other than that, we have uh, October 1st to the 9th, we have things like our what we call our National Novena. And that is the novena that we pray in Thanksgiving uh, and in petition to Our Lady on the anniversary of the apparition itself. So the apparition is, of course, October 9th. So we pray uh, those nine days, the 1st to the 9th of October. Um, and we, you know, we try to have uh, special events, particularly on the night of the 8th and the, the, uh, the morning of the 9th, where we have a memorial of the Peshtigo Fire and all-night adoration. And, and then uh, uh, we have a special Mass with the Bishop on the 9th. So... Uh, those would probably be the two main events that we have throughout the year. And a wonderful way to celebrate the month of the rosary, right, in October. Absolutely. Um, a beautiful way to celebrate that. And that's uh, something national, so people can either uh, go there uh, to the shrine. Uh, is there a way for people to join in that uh, at home if they're not able to uh, make that journey out to Champion? Yes, so... Uh about two years ago, we gained the ability to live stream our main events, which is what we do. So uh, our 11 o'clock Mass on Sundays, every Sunday, is live streamed on our website, uh, championshrine.org. You can also view that on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, and then that same live stream is available for all of our major events um, uh, by tuning into our website and uh, uh, watching the events um, online. And you mentioned that uh, website, championshrine.org. Uh, uh, what else could people find uh, on the website there? Um, so one of the things that we've tried to provide on our website is an opportunity for people to p- submit their prayer requests. So if mm. you go onto our website, and uh, you can find a, a page 
for submitting your prayer requests, and we will include those in our prayers at every Mass, as we say, for the next year. Uh, so uh, we encourage people to go there and submit their petitions and ask Our Lady for her favors, which she's, um, she's been very generous with her favors here at the Shrine. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Beautiful. And such a, such a wonderful way for, especially as we, you know, uh, during this COVID time and, you know, we went through it and thought we were all done with it and now it might be cycling back and we're right. <laughs> still trying to figure out things like that. So it's nice to have a way for people to uh, join in uh, from across the country and really around the world um, and have their prayer intentions offered there at the Shrine. Um, is, that, uh, is that something you guys offered uh, before? Uh, the whole COVID thing? Did that bring it on? Uh, well, the, the, the website, uh, we've, we've long offered prayer requests, but the live streaming is, is definitely something that was kind of really took off in the, in the aftermath of the, the, the pandemic because um, we wanted to, you know, try to keep the shrine as accessible as possible to as many people as possible. And so, uh, you know, the, the pandemic kind of forced that um, in, in a way that we weren't expecting. So uh, the... The, the live streaming and the online accessibility was definitely enhanced um, uh, because of that and that, all of that experience that we went through. Well, great. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, negative things, obviously, right. that the pandemic brought about, but it's good to, uh, you know, see the good things that came from it in a way, right? You know, Absolutely. the old saying, God writes straight with crooked lines, right? So. Exactly. <laughs> bring some good out of it in the end. Uh, Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning, Father Broussard. Um, I can't recommend visiting the Shrine enough. It's just such a beautiful, wonderful, peaceful place. And thank you so much for joining us this morning to tell our listeners more about it. All right, thank you for having me. Up next, stick with us. Uh, What do little baby ducks have to do with spreading the love and gospel of Jesus Christ? Stick with us through the break, and we will be talking with a man who can tell us just about what they have to do with each other. Next on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.